There's another tropical friend. Okay, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> I have... All right, uh, I guess we can get started. Um, this is another class for the School for A Course in Miracles. And today we're gonna talk about lesson 128, the world I see holds nothing that I want. And this is a, a good one. The, the, uh, the uh, spoiler alert is uh, uh, tomorrow's lesson is uh, what we get after we go through this one. So, so I thought it'd be appropriate to uh, uh, show the ego's recruitment poster. And that's what you see behind me. You know, this is this tropical paradise, right? And, and uh, wow, it looks really good that the world's going to do it for me, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so, you know, the ego sets us up, you know, to think, oh, yeah, there's something in the world in that wheel of misfortune, or, or as Gary Bernard's teachers uh, call it, the, uh, the unmerry-go-round. Uh, you know, there's there's got to be something in the world that's going to, you know, bring me happiness, or some combinations of things in the world. And... Uh, so it turns out after we spend a little time and, and you know look look uh, a little closer, uh, it's it's actually uh, a, a, a setup because th this is <laughs> after we after we drain drain the ego swamp <laughs> or its ocean, <laughs> it's really really a little more like this. <laughs> so you know, Mad when, Max fifty. <laughs> once we assess the ego's you know deliverables and what it what you know compare what it promises to what it really delivers. It's like, there's a little bit of a disconnect here. <laughs> so I think, I think that's why I thought I'd, you know, add a little humor to this lesson because it's, this is one of these ones where, you know, he, he, uh, you know, like I say, the, the next lesson 129 is uh, there is a world that, that offers what I want after this one. But uh, uh, right now we're just going to see that the world I see holds nothing that I want, but that takes, you know, willingness to look, honestly at the ego setup and and it's 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 propaganda and really kind of you know ask holy spirits let's look at this together and see what's what it really is delivered right so and and 130 he keeps going you can't have both at once yeah exactly 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 you okay can't have both nah, nah, nah. here's the recruitment poster here's what's really delivered. and 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 yet Better than the recruitment poster is the real world, and and uh, right. So, but we just have to pick one, and then we get go beyond both the special love, special hate, and get something even better than we can imagine. Yeah. Right. So, I'll start in reading the first paragraph. The world you see holds nothing that you need to offer you, nothing that you can use in any way, nor anything at all that serves to give you joy. Believe this thought, and you are saved from years of misery from countless disappointments, and from hopes that turn to bitter ashes of despair. No one but must accept this thought as true if he would leave the world behind and soar beyond its petty scope and little ways. And uh, I, think, I think I mentioned this in, in Sally's class earlier today, but you know, because you, we went over this, this workbook lesson too, and, and um, uh, in the beginning of uh, Sally's class and, uh, online, and uh, Anyway, the uh, the pettiscope phrase stuck out yeah, for you know for me today, and I was thinking, well, to look at the world of the very small, we have a microscope, and to look at the world of the very large, we have a telescope. But where we think we're at, somewhere in the middle of the the microcosm and the macrocosm, ego uses its pettiscope to, <laughs> to to make everything a grievance of one sort or another, right? And so we, we peer about through our pettiscopes <laughs> to see all the, all the things that, you know, ego misinterprets as, as upsets instead of seeing them as, as neutral in a, in a neutral world with neutral bodies and neutral stuff and, and stuff that we've given all the meaning that it has for us. So. And you put the nice picture back on. I like thinking <laughs> I have a real choice here. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. There we go. There we go. How's that? Is that better? <laughs> we do have a real choice. Yeah, <laughs> Okay, this will be the teaser. We have to just get through this lesson first, though. Okay, we have to we have to to finish our dinner before dessert. Look <laughs> at look at Dave. Like Dave is raring to say something. Are you, Dave? <laughs> uh, well, I, I guess one one thing I, one one thing I did want to say was was you know I'm I'm looking at this this tropical paradise behind Bruce here, and. You know, if, if I visualize myself kind of digging my toes into the sand and feeling 
the sand and everything and and listening to the waves and every and and all of that it it's still my perception my choice and my perception about how i perceive that right there Absolutely. i could i could be depressed uh, walking walking along the beach i could be depressed and and perceive all of that entirely differently mm -hmm. uh, so it, it, mm -hmm. it you know the the wrappings don't matter exactly but the, but the uh uh, the the teacher uh, sure does. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we tend to glamorize certain things in, in our memories. And if I, for example, if I were to go back to the, the few days I spent in Bora Bora about 30 years ago or whatever it was, and Morea, it's like, there were things that annoyed me there just as much as anywhere else, you know, and, and you know, it's, it's the same kind of deal, right? I mean, it, it like you say, Dave, it's not, it's not about the form, it's always about the choice of teacher in the mind. And whether or not we're, you know, making a grievance or, or um, a holy instant out of anything. Yeah. I just remembered I was in Bali and, and I had one of the worst times of my life. Really? <laughs> in <Yeah>. Bali, in <laughs> paradise. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go find a crazy Australian to talk me out of it. Uh, <laughs> Whatever okay. I was going to do, it was something crazy. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. You know, Wapnick, had, Wapnick has a great take on this and on one of the CDs. Uh, he's, he, he talks about, you know, the, the planet in this world is a dilapidated cruise ship where they show the same bad movie every night and they, serve, they give them the same stale popcorn every day. It's the same meal, sometimes burnt, sometimes undercooked. And Jesus is over in a little, in Louisiana we call it a P-Road, you know, a little skiff over on the side waving his hand, you know, hoping somebody will come over his way. It's a, it's a beautiful image. And, and he's probably got a sumptuous banquet of, of true, true, you know, delicious. Uh, yeah, yeah not, nothing, but the, nothing but the best, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The, the other metaphor I like that's kind of similar to that is, you know, we're struggling at Mount Everest with, with pitons and carabiners and you know, all the base camps and everything and, and just, you know, fighting every inch of the way, you know, against the elements. And Jesus is in his climate-controlled escalator over here, you know, say, hey, over here, you know, you could try this approach, you know. <laughs> it's, a, it's a much nicer ascent. <laughs> anyway, but yeah. It's, it's all a matter of which teacher, isn't it? It's starting to sound like Queen for a day where you, you know, who has the worst story? <laughs> Look at Judy. She's like, yeah. And then you get the washing machine and all the dozen roses. <laughs> Dave, are you too young for that? Do you know Queen for a day? Uh, yeah, I saw that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I never watched it much, though. It just seemed, even then, it seemed too so, soapy, soap operaish oh, for yeah, me. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was aware of it. I, I, I might have watched it once or twice. Yeah. But, yeah. No. <laughs> I'm older than you think. <laughs> oh, okay. Kid in the group. <laughs> so any, any other comments on the first paragraph? Years of misery saved just by hopping over on the, the boat that Stephen was telling us about where Jay's the skipper. <laughs> Disappointments, hope that turns to bitter ashes of despair. Of course, the bitter ashes kind of kind of look like that other photo with the with the desert. The other thing that I was kind of reminded of when I got on Pixabay and found these two two photos real quickly was was uh, the uh, you know Ken Wapnick says you know when you discover you're in a desert the thing to do is leave. <laughs> and I think that's kind of like noticing when you're not at peace. It's like oh yeah, what was I thinking? I could have had peace instead of this. Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, you know, we, it seems like we have to come at it from all these different angles until we learn to generalize and try a whole bunch of different seeming solutions in the world and, and uh, permutations of things that we think are going to make our lives work on the level of form until we start realizing, you know, there's really nothing in this world at, at face value that is going to do it for me. I, it, unless I choose a different teacher... Uh, I'm going to keep coming at this in a way that's never going to work. It's a seek but not find proposition. Countless disappointments. And you, you might want to note, I'm sure the ladies already noted, but this is the second time in the history of School for a Course in Miracles meetings that we've had more guys than ladies. <laughs> oh, wow. <Ooh>. Might be. <laughs> might be. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm in the form or anything. Go back to your desert. <laughs> okay, okay.
So anyway, did anyone read, want to read the second paragraph? I'll, I'll read, Bruce. Okay. The um, other thing I was thinking about when you mentioned uh, pettiscope, I thought, was thought of pity scope. Yeah. He was really good at, at, at working its pity, you know. Mm -hmm. poor, poor me, victimhood. Exactly, exactly. Each thing you value here is but a chain that binds you to the world, and it will serve no other end but this. For everything must serve the purpose you have given it until you see a different purpose there. The only purpose worthy of your mind this world contains is that you pass it by without delaying to perceive some hope where there is none. Be you deceived no more. The world you see holds nothing that you want. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that, Sally? Well, um, uh, my husband and I used to travel down to uh, Ken's workshops uh, from Ashland, and and um, we we did that because we realized that we had well we had traveled around the world a lot, so we we'd gotten that out of our system. <clears throat> so there wasn't anything um, more that we really wanted except to stand sit at the at the feet of you know someone who had, had mastered this course. So. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there is something I guess I want in this world, and I guess it's enlightenment, but I'm not going to get it in this world. I'm going to get it from, from within, some, somewhere within. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, he, every now and then you say, well, you know, we should take a cruise. I said, oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get on a cruise boat. <laughs> oh, no. Like hell, you know, let's, let's go, let's no. go to Wapness, Wapness workshop. Yeah. <laughs> Not today, maybe, anyway, huh? Right, right. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is Jesus' version of Aretha Franklin's, is it Chain, 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 Chain of Fools? <laughs> he goes on with Chain a lot in this. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Any, anything else on that, Sally, that, that jumped out for you? No? Okay. Well, one thing that, that, that uh, grabbed me was... Um, the only purpose worthy of your mind this world contains is that you pass it by without delaying to perceive some hope where there is none. The, the pass it by phrase reminded me of um, uh, Persa's Gospel of Thomas and Gary Renard's second book, which has a, a number of corrected sayings from, from the Gospel of Thomas. And uh, I, I haven't memorized uh, any of them except one, which is a, a really terse two word saying that I really like. And it's, be passers-by mm. and, and if we can remember that it's like you know it's kind of like the neti 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 you know it's like it's not this it's not that it's not that when all the all the little ego coins and the and the wheel of misfortunes keep flipping over from special love to special hate and and uh you know it, <laughs> we keep spinning the the unmarried go-round wheel and 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 nothing really seems to do it, whether it's a cruise or, or sitting at the feet of, of the master or whatever, <laughs> like you were saying, Sally. It's like, oh, yeah, there, there must be something beyond all of those externals that's going to do it. So I just need to pass them by. This too shall pass. And, uh, um, you know, not, not to have, uh, you know, any kind of condemnation, but just an, really an appreciation for everything th then becomes a symbol for a way to get back to the mind. Another another song, Walk On By. Who sang that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Beyond Warwick. That, that, ah, yeah, yes. That's it, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Walk you On went, By. You win the foolish, trip to, to, to Tropical pride. Foolish pride. Walk <laughs> On By. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, since I got that right, I just wanted to say that uh, Purpose has been here three times. Uh, I don't know of very many paragraphs where you're going to find Purpose in there uh, in, in that one paragraph, especially in a short paragraph like mm. this. Um, uh, so Jesus is really kind of driving that home and listening to Wapnick over the years. He does that over and over, purposes everything. Mm -hmm. And I still have, uh, I still have an issue um, with, re with remembering that in the moment, uh, when it, especially when it's most important to remember it, to, you know, to change over, to go to decision, decision maker and, uh, and go to the Holy Spirit's uh, thought system uh, rather than where I usually am an ego's thought system. Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, as you're saying that, I was thinking one of the things that I find helpful is when I'm not at peace, 
is to kind of imagine, you know, uh, metaphorically, okay, I've, I've dropped Jesus's hand and picked up a sword. <laughs> and so now I'm going to, I'm going to make forge a connection in my mind to, to doing that. And then remember, well, what's the purpose? Well, the purpose of G- holding Jesus's hand is like, cause I'm clueless and I need all the help I can get. Um, and the purpose of picking up the sword is I still want to fight ego's battles. I still want to figure out some way of making the dream work. And, and I don't want to pass by um, the illusion and see it as that. So, yeah. So yeah, the purpose is like you say, is everything. And, and uh, that's so important to remember, isn't it? The world we see holds nothing that we want. Anybody for number three? Judy? Sure, I will. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Escape today the change you place upon your mind when you perceive salvation here. For what you value, you make part of you as you perceive yourself. All things you seek to make your value greater in your sight limit you further, hide your worth from you, and add another bar across the door that leads to true awareness of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, for what you value, you make part of you. And ultimately, you make your identity. So if we value the world in our minds, we end up identifying with it. Yep. And become it. Um, guilt, guilt and all. Um, let me see. Um, the things you seek to make your value greater in your sight. <laughs> Who, me? <laughs> yep. <laughs> the moi question. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that's everything we do. That whether it's you know a special love relationship or a special hate relationship, which we have with just just about everything, you know, down to the you know the smallest grain of sand or the you know the biggest ocean, you know, it's we have special love hate relationships with everything, and, and but those further anchor uh, our little self identity, some one way or another, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And the bar across the door. I know Ken says something about it in his commentary, um, but I can't remember. Hmm. I just, um, oh, go ahead. Yeah, it just seems, well, it's quite the image for me. I don't know why. Hmm. For some reason, the door, saying door and Ken reminds me of how in one of his lectures, he says that there's like an invisible vacuum cleaner over the door. And then whenever people left his lectures, it, all the insights that, that were shared and, and appreciated would just immediately get sucked out of people's minds, you know, and, and, and that, you know, kind of a testament to the resistance we have to learning the course. But uh, I think we're slowly but surely overcoming that resistance. <laughs> I still, I have a lot of that. Oh, I, I can, you know, I can read, I can read a whole lesson and then, you know, half an hour later, it's, what was the title of that darn thing? Yeah. It's, it's a resistance overcomers club, right? I mean, ah. resistance anonymous here. Yeah. Sometimes when I was at the foundation, after two hours of Ken, you wanted to stand under that vacuum cleaner. <laughs> you wanted it to suck that right out of you. So you could go out and be normal again. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> That's good. Let me linger here a second or two. <laughs> Make oh, sure I think there's still some left here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Seems Got it. Full mill punches, right? <laughs> see, see people scrambling for the for the doorway. To <laughs> right, <back. exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> they all wanted a beer. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's I was good. Uh, reflecting on what Judy was saying, and and you know, I, sort of superficially, he's talking about special love relationships. We go after things we think we want because they're going to make us feel better. But then that idea of giving you value greater in your eyes, making your own self-esteem boosted a little bit. <laughs> um, and then certainly the, the real clincher is the way my self-esteem gets boosted is when I prove you're the bad guy. When all those special love relationships fall apart, 
and your guilt comes to the surface, then I know I'm more valuable than you are <laughs> because you got way more guilt than me. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the guilt champ in royalty for the day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's always a comparative, you know, uh, contest in the egos thing of, oh, well, is it, has everybody seen the, um, the four Yorkshiremen? It's a Monty Python skit. If you haven't, Google four Yorkshiremen and it's, uh, it wasn't part of the regular TV show, but it's it's a skit that they did where they're they're the, you get the impression in the setting and they're kind of in this like a, a nightclub or lounge uh, um, you know setting and they're all kind of sitting around they're smoking jackets that kind of you know well well to do and then reflecting on how their their younger lives weren't quite so so easy and and uh, and pretty soon it becomes this this race to the bottom of one downsmanship and it's just it's pretty hilarious but you know that's that's the that's the ego's game in a nutshell. It's like, you know, oh, well, you, you were lucky. You know, you had a box to live in. You know, oh, you, you were lucky. We, we, were, we would have loved to have a gutter to live in, you know, that kind of thing. You know? if, if you, if you, if you I, I just find it hilarious if you, and if you, your mileage may vary, but anyway, but I thought it was a pretty good lampooning of the ego's strategy of not only comparison, but also martyrdom and, and escalation. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's see, anyone for number four? I'll read it. Okay. Let nothing that relates to body thoughts delay your progress to salvation, nor permit temptation to believe the world holds anything you want to hold you back. Nothing is here to cherish. Nothing here is worth one instant of delay and pain, one moment of uncertainty and doubt. The worthless offer nothing. Certainty of worth cannot be found in the worthlessness. Hmm. So what does that mean in your uh, immediate response? Well, that? there's always temptation. Coincidentally. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's so easy to get caught up in an idea and then go, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> the same old thing everything becomes the same uh, useless endeavor in a lot of ways in these belief system of the one that the world holds <laughs> yeah yeah it seems like the, the way to turn that around of course that that is being offered to us is the shared interest you know we can do the exact same thing but with you know uh, you know, like Ken Wapnick said in one of his talks, you know, make it about the other person and, and uh, you know, th think of ways that, that you can make someone feel uh, peaceful and, and included and, and, and been included in the, the real essence of what we are, you know, and, which is really nothing more than saying, okay, I, I need to stop condemning and, and looking at all my micro grievances and, and mini judgments and, <laughs> and you know, the, the little minutiae that, that uh, my ego likes to make big deals out of and then realize that behind that, behind the, the special hate, uh, you know, devil in the details uh, <laughs> catalog, uh, there's, there's a real essence that um, I, I'm missing out on if I, if I you know, stay fixated on that stuff. You know? Yeah, I find that a lot of times you get caught up in gossip, you know, like the neighbors I just moved to a new place and we got all different neighbors. So I'm learning about all the neighbors and all the gossip and, and it goes down one road where they're talking about so-and-so and he's so bad and she did this and he did that. But then when you just switch it a little and just throw something in where you add some kind of like, well, they're having a lot of trouble because of, you know, drug problems, whatever. And, it just switches things and then it helps people to when you see them that way then other people start seeing them that it's just a cry for help mm -hmm. yeah and suffering yeah a compassionate response it doesn't mean that we we ignore the you know the, the facts of what's going on in the world it's just we uh bring to question ego's interpretation of things mm -hmm. which is always some kind of condemnation and, and make it, making differences a big deal. And when the differences are no longer a big deal, then it's like, oh, well, 
we're all included. We're all in the same boat. We're all fighting the same hard battle, and therefore we can afford to be, you know, truly, truly charitable, which isn't, you know, giving on a level of form necessarily, although it might reflect that way sometimes. But it's, but it's always, you know, giving of the spirit that we all have that uh, uh, is, fr- you know, f- through us and not from us. <laughs> yeah. A few years back, I was working in, in a shuttle company up in Rapid City, and, uh, you know, the guys would all sit around, and as soon as one of the drivers walked out with a, a client, they, uh, they'd start talking about him. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> and I knew this wasn't good for my soul. <laughs> and so I started praying about it, and I didn't know, I didn't, you know, it was like, I got, at least I didn't have to say anything. So I got quiet for a while. And then the, the ultimate thing was I got really clever. I got up and as I was leaving with my client, I turned to all the drivers and I said, you can talk about me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's great. I love it. That's good. I don't think I gossiped anymore after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Did that shut down? What's that? What's that? Did that shut things down? I know, well, I left. I, I'm sure they still <laughs> talked about me. <laughs> you know, you know, right. probably more after that comment. Yeah, maybe, no maybe, kidding. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I like the I like the approach though, Tim. That's really that's really original. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Jesus moment for sure. I don't know where I ever really? came up with came really? up with that. <laughs> what 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 we've been sharing kind of reminds me of that. Uh, um, Mr. Rogers movie and, and there was two documentaries that came out one with Tom Hanks and, and there was another one I think just a little before that and in the other, the one before that um, there, there's a, a he's quoted as saying something to the effect of um, you know I never want to you know propagate or you know further any uh, untruth or any any you know derogatory comments and now, obviously, on the level of form, you know, d- denying factual things is one thing, but but propagating the condemnation, propagating, you know, the the sinfulness, you know, with the course we'll talk about if we can see my brother sinless, that's really what's being asked. Not not don't see a body, you know, that's pretty hard to not see bodies, but you can you can see the innocence there if if with training <laughs> or un, untraining. We have to untrain our egos, right? <laughs> Yeah. Potty, potty train. <laughs> petty potty training. Yeah, our, a... our petty scope and our and our petty scope and our potty scope. <laughs> oh my! And then we'll just be like putty in Jesus' hands, right? <laughs> okay, that, that's enough. That's enough. Right. Okay, how about the next paragraph? <laughs> Any volunteers? Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Okay. Um, today, we practice letting go all, thoughts, all thought of values we have given to the world. We leave it free of purposes we gave its aspects and its phases and its dreams. We hold it purposeless within our minds and loosen it from all we wish it were. Thus, do we lift the chains that bar the door to freedom from the world and go beyond all little values and diminished goals? And thoughts on that that you might have? Abby? Yeah, the um, freedom from the world. Back to the purpose again. Yeah. Um, purpose is purpose purposeless within our minds and then little values and diminished goals <laughs> sounds like that dilapidated cruise ship yeah it does doesn't it <laughs> to, to me the values and the purposes and the goals all are all a package deal it's a it's an all-included uh <laughs> all, all included uh cruise vacation to to hell from the egos uh itinerary <laughs> all expenses paid exactly yeah so all, all the all the values that that you know bind us to um you know a condemning worldview and the 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 tiny all the seemingly tiny and seemingly large grievances 
that that seem to come at us but are really coming from us you know become the the, the curriculum the holy spirit says okay let's look at all this stuff together and and i'll get you on the the, the real cruise <laughs> and you won't end up on the on the desert that's got no facilities <laughs> so anyway yeah, I was, you know, I was thinking about this in terms of we're, we're looking and started looking at chapter nine and certainly the recurring theme of sacrifice that we're, that we're really caught up in believing Jesus is asking us to give us, give, give up the few crumbs we have that make us feel good. <laughs> I mean, that's what it sounds like it's saying here. If you just pop this book open, you know, if you were a good worldly person, you close in a heartbeat. Oh, I'm not going to give up my cigarettes and my coffee and my whatever it is I'm addicted to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's not, it, you know, I mean, from his point of view, it's not that kind of sacrifice. Right. Yeah. It's another example of, it's so easy to get into love of confusion unless we're paying attention and realizing it's never about the form. It's always about the mind. And the only thing we're asked to sacrifice is, is um, being upset <laughs> by things that uh, haven't affected our real, our real being, huh? Yeah, this it reminds me of. I guess it might be a hundred, might be a thousand heartbreaks that I've had with this course. First time I read, uh, not one thing, what not one thing in this world is true. Um, I had to stop, and it took me aback. And I thought about the love with my uh, my granddaughter. You know, in sixteen, it's a perfect. It seems to be a perfect relationship. In sixteen years, we've had about ninety seconds of discomfort, except for that, um, uh, just uh, uh, just unconditional love. Uh, laughs and smiles, you know, poignant stories. Uh, not one, that, that's that when I read that that wasn't true, and I, I, I looked at that part about my granddaughter. It, it broke my heart because I knew I had a, uh, you know, I knew uh, like like Tim's been saying here lately. I've heard him say several times. There was a period after that sentence, not one thing, it, because it says it uh, at least two more times when I've seen it. Uh, you know, and the the thing that uh, the thing that gets me past it. Is that at the beginning of the at the beginning of the workbook it says you know you have to change your perception and change your mind about everyone and everything in the world you know that's uh that, that's your walking papers so you have to step back from everything uh, and and take another look at it uh, I found another place in the course recently which really really helped me that every loving thought is a real thought mm-hmm. every loving thought is real is a reality in eternity uh, and uh, uh, that's the good, the, the wonderment of the course is I, if I get a heartbreak, I always find some hope. Uh, Jesus has done this in such a way um, that as I travel through these words and as I, I live this course more and more, um, I find uh, the answers. Uh, you know, I ask to be taught, um, I pay close attention, uh, and eventually um, I get gentle smiles and uh, I get a lead uh, that seems to be uh, taking me to the home that I never left. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do get uh, those those cues and and uh, reminders that you know the the what's eternal really is true. And so all the the loving thoughts and the kindnesses that you've exchanged with your granddaughter, you know, those are true. <laughs> to the extent that you know they they reflect what what doesn't change, right? So. And and and, and I think ultimately. Um, the good news is I don't have to give up my relationship with my granddaughter. Yeah. I, I have to give up think believing it's only with my granddaughter that I can have this. Bingo. Yeah. I mean, I, that I can actually have that experience with people I don't like. <laughs> that's pretty profound if that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say, because there's this, my favorite line in the course is the holiest place on earth is where an ancient hatred hmm. what has been. Become a present love. Yeah. 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 I thought of that, that line uh, uh, on New Year's Day this, uh, this year when uh, they have an annual uh, peace hike in the, the little town on the Oregon coast I live. And it's, uh, it's uh, you know, commemorating the indigenous people and so forth. And, uh, it, it, it's really basically a lot of the, the local indigenous people come out and, and, and uh, you know, honor the, the uh, you know, the rest of the people <laughs> in the area that, that uh, acknowledge, um, you know, the, in, in, in a spirit of inclusion, um, you know, everyone. And, uh, um, 
So it's like, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. <laughs> but the, the inclusion has to include everyone for it to work. And uh, usually, you know, our egos want to leave someone or something or some group of people out. And that's, that's the catch, right? Yeah. Anyone else? We're going? I'll, I'll read six. Okay. Sure. <clears throat> I'll pause and be still a little while and see how far you rise above the world when you release your mind from chain and let it seek the level where it finds itself at home. It will be grateful to be free a while. It knows where it belongs but free its wings, it will fly in sureness and enjoy to join its holy purpose. Let it rest in its creator, for to be there to be restored to sanity, to freedom, and to love. Yeah, I, it almost sounds like uh, it says on, on the first line, I get, I get like a, uh, the the world and the body sort of uh, is the first thing that uh, we got to get by, and then it says when you release your mind from that, it's like the second shield, uh, the guilt that is uh, within our mind. We can look at that, mm -hmm. sort of like the second shield of oblivion, I, I I would think, and and then once we can get by that, we can start to seek. The level where it finds itself at home. Yeah, yeah. That word "home" is such a powerful yeah. symbol, isn't it, for uh, that place in the mind we never left? I was, I'm reminded of uh, Lesson 182. You know, that's about the little child that just just wants just a few minutes, just a few instants of, you know, remembering that that feeling of home. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 like almost like a, a spiritual nostalgia for, for something that we we know that we we never left, but but we can't quite place our finger on it. We can't quite, you know, define it in any way, which is because it's really undefinable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, once once we can see the guilt, we can be grateful to be free of what. Right. You know? Right. Because uh, we go from the outer, trying to fool us, and then we go to the inner where. The guilt tries to overcome us, and when we can recognize that, we can feel free. We can feel free and uh, get the wings on. Yeah, and we need Holy Spirit's help every step of the way because on our own, Absolutely. left to our own devices, you know, we're gonna we're gonna uh, first not ever go back into the mind because we're gonna make it all about, you know, what's outside of us and use that as our goat scape of scapegoats, <laughs> and then. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it, once we m broach that outer defense, ego kicks in its heels again and says, oh, I'm not going there because that's, that's where all the guilt is. And, but it doesn't know that it's unfounded now that it's you know, no longer unconscious guilt. It's, it still thinks it's unfounded or he doesn't, doesn't realize it's unfounded until we look at it with Holy Spirit and sees. It's kind of like the reframe. You know, you, if, you, if we think in terms of our separate self as, as being pulled off as, you know, fait accompli, then it's like, oh yeah, you have every reason to be fe fearful and sinful and guilty, you know, because from the ego's perspective, checkbox, 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 you know, you, you pulled it all off. <laughs> but, but from the Holy Spirit's perspective, it's like, no, zoom back out. Not even even on the level of form, you know, if you, there's that movie called The Powers of Ten, where you know there's it shows somebody lying on a on a, a beach blanket next to a lake, you know, and then they they zoom the camera out ten times, and then you realize, oh, well, there's the shore of Lake Michigan or something like that, and then then you zoom out even further, and it's, oh, here's the, you know, maybe you know a few Powers of Ten. There's here's the, all the Great Lakes, and next next zoom out, it's the, the whole planet, and pretty soon you're, you know, spanning you know the solar system and multiple galaxies, and but you know it doesn't take very long. You don't have to go very far before you, you lose sight of the, the little less self that you think you are. But if we can reframe um, that little less self to include everyone, even just, you know, for a moment, it's like, oh, we can go past the whole galactic thing and, and go back to our real, our real self, which, um, you know, Holy Spirit says, that's, that's the self that I'm trying to remind you of, <laughs> the capital yeah. S self that, that includes everyone. And from that perspective, A, nothing happened, and B, the guilt, you know, 
wasn't, you know, which seemed to be part of that wasn't, wasn't there either. So you're off the hook and so is everyone else. <laughs> but we have to look at all the, the specifics. We have to look at all that, that desolate landscape the, of the ego's recruitment poster and, and, and see if it's like, oh, well, there's nothing there. There's nothing there that I want. <laughs> you gotta, the Holy Spirit helps us realize that, uh, yeah, we are in a desert. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think, uh, I think uh, Jesus was having a particularly rough time with Helen at this point. Like in that first line in paragraph six, pause and be still a while. The original version in the air text was sit the hell down and shut up. <laughs> you can see that. But that wasn't very Jesus-like, so he, he reworded it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Yeah. Maybe not quite those words, but, but yeah. It was the gist. Exactly, exactly. Really. Yeah. Be still I alone. sometimes hear that in myself. <laughs> you too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Is that, 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 inner, that. That, that the two the two voices on the like on the cartoons with the, with the angel and the devil on the shoulder yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the nice the nice part about the Holy Spirit though the the, or, or the angel and that that uh, symbol is that it, 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 there's never any any coercion going on. It's always like oh, yeah, whenever you're ready. You know, that's, yeah. that's usually one of the tip-offs is that, you know, the, the ego is like, okay, you got to do this, you know, you know, you're, you're obligated and uh, you, you got to make the sacrifice as Tim was talking about, you know, the whole idea of sacrifice is really, you know, crucial to the ego's whole propaganda package. It's, it's whole recruitment campaign is it's like, okay, well, if you suffer, then, then you're going to, they're, you're going to, beat God to the punch and he, you won't have to worry about his, his punishment because you will have taken care of it. And then when God comes along and finally catches up, you can say, Oh, well, I took care of it. God, you could move along. There's other people you can attend to that need to be punished. You know? <laughs> and if you have a problem finding him, I can help you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. I, oh, I've, I've got a copy of your list of, 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 of bad guys. I've been carefully annotating and cross-referencing for years, millennia. Really. <laughs> Anybody for seven? I, I'll try it. Okay. So he says to Helen, give your mind rest, damn it. <laughs> Three times today. Give it a rest. And when your eyes are opened afterwards, you will not value anything you see as much as when you looked at it before. Your whole perspective on the world will shift by just a little, and every time you let your mind escape its chains. The world is not where pain belongs, and you belong where it would be, and where the mind goes to rest when you release it from the world. Your guide is sure, open your mind to him, be still, and rest. Nice. Reflections, Tim, on that? It's nah, not a whole lot I can say. <laughs> really, I mean, I'm trying to follow his advice. Sit it's, down, it really, it, and shut it, up. It's, it's, there's a lot of depth to that, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. I, as as you're reading that, I was thinking, you know, but it's it's that whole desert paradise thing, you know, that that if we just look at the ego's desolation without condemnation, it's like it's nothing. It's it's a neutral. Uh, it's a non-thing from the Holy Spirit's perspective. We've made enormous big deals out of the the tragedies. I was I, earlier today. I was reflecting on a a quote that I heard years ago that I thought was kind of funny. That was Mark Twain saying, uh, "There's been a lot of tragedy in my life, and some of it actually happened." And and then the, <laughs> and, the and and then the, of course the Holy Holy Spirit's uh, rebuttal to that is, "Well, there actually hasn't been any tragedy in your life." what do you what you call your life because none of it happened <laughs> but but anyway uh, be that as it may you know it's it's, it's, it's yeah. in line three i get i almost said uh instead of perspective i i almost said purpose your whole purpose on the world will shift by just a little <laughs> you know? yeah that too that i too. mean it, it doesn't mean uh that uh we don't eat and we don't you know, and we have our problems, 
and you have misunderstandings, but it's uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, with a different teacher, all the all the seeming adversities and challenges, of which there are you know countless in the ego's never-ending catalog, uh, as or as Gilda Radner, as Rosanna Rosanna Dana says, it's all with something, right? Yeah. <laughs> to, to which Jean Jean Bogart's rebuttal that I put in side by side in one of the chapters of my second book is, is it's always nothing, <laughs> and. Uh, and that meaning that you know it, to the holy spirit it's like well yeah you need to look at it but you know bring it bring it to me and let's put it on the altar of the mind and we'll see that the special love hate that you've made out of the this particular annoyances or aggravations of the desert you think you're, you're in in the moment um brought to that light take all the all the the suffering away you might have this you know Still, there may still be you know bodily sensations or things that the the, the personal self goes through the motions of, of doing on the level of form, but if if our mind is is beginning to be associated with Holy Spirit's um, thinking, it seems like there's a, there's a, a greater ease in being able to just say, yeah, and there's another way of looking at this. You know, there, I, I don't have to identify with this and 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 make that my identity. I, I could realize that I can, I can be with the people I'm with and be kind and, and help them not make a big deal, which is really my call for love. And, and I'm, then I make, don't make it a big deal either. Yeah. We, uh, Lynn and I were, uh, we've kind of avoided, well, we did a little bit, doing wills, <laughs> power of attorney, dealing with practical stuff before it, you know, the proverbial crap hits the fan. <laughs> Um, and especially living in a, you know, in a building full of a hundred seniors, it could hit the fan. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it just, it will eventually hit the fan, but I mean, hopefully it'll be a gradual, very gradual process. But, um, but, but we knew we had to sit and meditate before we took on the five wishes, the power of attorney, the living will, because it, all those not so subtle chains chains <laughs> we're going to come to the surface and we were you know we would be tempted seriously to take them seriously <laughs> right right so so we did and we got through it pretty well but um but we definitely meditated first and th and thinking this you know the whole the whole dra drama of it all will shift when I, when we come out of our quiet time yeah, yeah. It that's won't a, be so dramatic. So. That's a great example because, you know, those are the things that, you know, for a lot of people could be, could be a, you know, pretty stereotypical sacred cow of like, I don't want to look about, look at that topic or that topic or talk about this or, or, you know, I don't want to go there. But when you, if you can remember to drop the sword and take Holy Spirit's hand and, and it's the same hand and just being <laughs> used for, for, a, you know, a peaceful shared purpose rather than a separate purpose. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it really is, you know, it's a gentle thing to do for the poor person that's left. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what it's all about. Exactly. Is you're making it a whole lot easier for whoever's left to deal with it. <laughs> if you deal with it ahead of time, exactly. instead of waiting for, a, you know, cr chaos and crazy to get. Exactly. Yeah, because they're the ones who've got the hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it could apply to, you know, the current situation. I, I, so I try to remember when I put on my mask when I go outside and, and go, or go shopping, it's like, this is not a big deal. I mean, if, if it, you know, even on the level of form, if it, if it helps to save lives and, and, and makes fear less. Um, and if I, I, of course, it's my attitude about it, that whether it's a fearful attitude or not, but, but if I can remember to not make it a fearful thing and to, uh, you know, when, when I pass people on the, in the street, when I offer walks, you just, you know, say hi and how you doing? And, and <laughs> they can't, maybe they can't see me smiling behind the mask, but, but I, I try to remember to at least, be in that state of mind and, and and inclusive and we're all in it together and and you know that kind of conversation when it's appropriate kind of thing so yeah i know in our well uh, you know when they pull the plug all they'll be saying well he told me to <laughs> <laughs> takes takes the pressure off yeah oh yeah yeah mm -hmm. yeah. 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 yeah it's and like it's like funerals Say again, Stephen? It's like funerals. Funerals are for the living. 
you know, really has has nothing to do with the, the person that's made the transition or however you want to describe that. Right. It's the right. same thing with uh, what Tim was talking about. Yeah. That's for, that's, that's for the living, you know, because, uh, you know, you're, uh, you seem to be, have made, you seem to have made the transition where uh, everything's okay now. So you hope. Do you, <laughs> you care about all that legally? What, no instant know? promotion? <laughs> Damn. Maybe, maybe for some. I've been, I've been right. misled. I ain't got to worry about this stuff. You got it. <laughs> I'm hoping to be with the group myself. <laughs> really? Oh. really? Really? As you're saying that, Stephen, I was thinking, it's interesting how we just automatically, you know, the, the living, you know, and, and yet Jesus says, well, is there really, is there really life here? You know, is, is it, yeah, we, we equate it with biological, you know, activity and, and, and all that kind of stuff, but, and neurological stuff that can be registered on EKG or ECG or whatever. And, and it's like, there's got to be more to it than that. Yeah. <laughs> funerals, funerals are for the walking dead. Yeah, <laughs> the ones that have died. There you go. Died. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, excuse me, I misspoke. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I, I, I wasn't being critical. I was just, I was just noticing how easily I go there. You know, to when you hear those kind of phrases, I, I'm trying to train my mind to, to, you know, exactly. use Holy Spirit's yeah. translation of things. You know, use little mnemonic triggers and memory jogs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I think Ken at one point in the obstacles to peace or his comments on um, there's a line that um, talks about people in a funeral, you know, the black robe people, um, you know, being glad that it's not them. They've died. Yeah. And, and then there's like survivor guilt too, you know, so it's like this, this world is such a, you know, an opportunity to look at the craziness and see, where am I projecting that? And how can I ask Holy Spirit to turn it around and, and make an opportunity for kindness? You know, so even, even attending a funeral, it could be something that, that could be a, a real gift if, you know, real genuine compassion is there and include a spirit of inclusion and, and, you know, wanting people to feel as peaceful as they can, you know? Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I certainly to, uh, I mean, Jesus would be the last one. Ken would be the last one to ask us to deny it, walk yeah. around and pretend you're not, you know, freaking out. <laughs> Don't, right. If you're freaking out, it's fine. Just take it to Jesus. Don't deny it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Anyone for number eight? Everybody get a chance to read? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'll, I'll read then. Project your mind throughout the day as well. And when you think you see some value in an aspect or an image of the world, refuse to lay this chain upon your mind, but tell yourself with quiet certainty, this will not tempt me to delay myself. The world I see holds nothing that I want. And of course the delay would be, <laughs> okay, let's try Permutation number 7,954 of Ego's propaganda poster recruitment strategy <laughs> scenario. We haven't tried that variation yet. <laughs> maybe maybe that one will work and I'll, the world will make me happy, you know, or some combination of juxtaposition of certain elements or whatever, phases or aspects or images. Anyway. Yeah, that's a, there's that real alternative thing where, uh, you know, there there are many roads, perhaps you'd like to try them all. Oh, that's such a, that's a favorite of mine. It's, I mean, it's, it's really kind of flack between the, you know, right between the eyes when you read that each time. It, and yeah, it's, that, uh, yeah, be the first, be first kid on your block to have tried all the pathways that lead nowhere, right? <laughs> I think that's sort of what Jesus is saying. But, but I, I also like how, or and I and I also like how he also is in that section. He talks about, but you can't stop there. You can't stop at that lesson, and and learn that you know the world need leads nowhere. In fact, I thought about that the, the real alternative while I was reading this today, because you know that that's the point he makes is if you stop there, you're going to get depressed. If you stay on the desert island and keep you know all you have is ego's interpretation, it's going to be you know mightily depressing. But if, if you then 
drop the sword, seeing that it has no use, pick up Jesus's hand and, and grab, grab uh, the little, uh, what's the uh, dory? What do you think? What do they call the little boats that take you over to the bigger boat? Anyway, anyway and go over to his, his cruise. <laughs> and then, then, you know, to, to the really, the real tropical paradise, you know, in, in the mind, then, uh, you know, then you realize that, okay, the, the alternative is, that real alternative is, is including everyone. And, and then everything takes on a, a, a nice glow. And, and, and I, I actually searched, I'm kind of running out of time, but I, I did search for in, the, in the, uh, the online mechanism I use with the Miracle Distribution Center for the, the word desert and water. And I found, interestingly enough, there's, there's um, uh, uh, eight, uh, excuse me, it looks like there's nine instances of the word, or places, sections that have the word desert in it and, and 10 that have, have water. So <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> anyway, and I thought that was kind of interesting because all, all the desert places are ones where he's talking about, you know, this sort of desolate kind of landscape is, is when, we're, when we're not at peace, it's because we've taken ego's interpretation seriously and, you know, made all of our grievances into big deals and, and uh, you know, seen some value in an aspect or an image or a phase of things. We've looked at one of the, the little uh, icons on the wheel of misfortune that's been spinning around and we've we've taken the neutrality of that the 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 non um you know the non-reality of it and us you know tried to breathe life into it and given it some meaning and some false hope where there is none but the real hope is beyond those uh special love hate you know uh little flip <laughs> flippable uh, coins or whatever you want to call it that, that, that surround that wheel and just say, okay, there's, there's something real here and Holy Spirit is going to show me that. And that's where, you know, we drop those expectations and, you know, and you know, attachments and aversions to certain outcomes and just say, okay, if I just am truly um, dropping my ego investment and its valuation on what can happen and what might not happen. I might actually have a, a really nice time <laughs> just <laughs> trusting and, and noticing that if I truly trust, it's all going to work out. And I'm going to see in what seems to be desolate to the ego, um, an oasis or a paradise, you know, the, the living water that he talks about that is really just the, the spirit of interconnectedness and, you know, the, 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 the real intimacy and the real sharing that happens when we, when we drop the silliness of, I can do it on my own. <laughs> another, uh, another metaphor for the many roads we could go down and crash and burn eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this yeah. was, this was recently. And I, I didn't, I don't remember this being in there, but it's on page 156. It's in chapter eight. Okay. We looked at it and he's talking about sickness, sickness of the body, certainly sickness of the mind. And, the ego uses sickness as its best argument for your need for the ego's guidance. And then he goes, the ego dictates endless prescriptions for avoiding catastrophic outcomes. <laughs> the ego dictates endless prescriptions for avoiding catastrophic outcomes. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kind of, kind of harkens back to that Mark Twain quote, huh? There's been a lot of tragedy in my life and some of it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's almost really? like it's just another mirage in the desert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you really think about the things that really have been challenging, you know, they're kind of well, maybe they seem more than far and few between. But but you know, if we really look at the the things that have happened and what hasn't happened, even on the level of form, you know, we we got through everything. Yeah, we're we're here. <laughs> we think we're here. <laughs> anyway. I was just uh, commenting, and this was on a very <laughs> time and space kind of level. Uh, a friend of mine who's not into the course, just saying, it, you know, especially at our age, you know, 70, <laughs> going on 80, et cetera. 
that it's a wonder any of us made it this far. <laughs> I mean, in terms of like possibilities, <laughs> the times I should be dead <laughs> or by my own hand because I was doing dumb stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's a, uh, I mean, we're, we're, li- we're living on borrowed time. Most of us <laughs> borrowed from somebody. I don't know. <laughs> Was it, wasn't it something like, it kind of reminds me of somebody said something like, how how astounding that is it that Keith Richards is still around or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> he is the walking dead. Now I know that. <laughs> he gets a transfusion every year. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. <laughs> he gets fresh blood every year, just like a kind of like a vampire. What a great uh, guitarist. We're, we're, oh, I know, I know, yeah, for sure, yeah. But you know, it, but, but you know, it's it's so silly, isn't it, that we make such big deals out of the deserts that we think we're in anyway. Well, like I said, there's plenty, plenty of other references, but I think, think I'm out of time. Thank you all. Anything else before we go? Thanks everybody. Thanks Bruce. Yeah, that was good. Very good. Thank you. Thanks Thanks, Bruce. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Good night.